you are here with Sophie, registered nutritionist. And I'm Barry, registered dietitian. And we um, are now both <laughs> authors, authors of, of the Forking Wellness Oh my God, it sounds so weird. I genuinely think I'm going to throw up. Me and like Barry and I have, so it's out there now. So whilst we're recording this, we're announcing the book tomorrow and we are both beyond nervous. Like I feel genuinely so sick and I can't really explain it because I think it's like, you ever get like feeling like sick the night before school when you were younger, yeah. like when you were so excited for something, like you couldn't sleep. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm so nervous. Um, and we're going to talk all about it, but I'm just nervous about how it's going to be received, but also yeah, just like thanks. excited nervous. I feel like I'm going to have to like take a Benadryl to put me to sleep tonight or something, something like Advil PM. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited because Barry and I have been working on this since January. Yeah. Um, and all we've wanted to do is have a release date. Like we've just been so excited to share that we've been writing this book but now that it's here, we're like so nervous to put it out there because then it's out there. <laughs> exactly. Like I think There's it's no turning so... back. You can't totally. edit anything. And um, like when, while we were doing it, it was so cool to say like, oh, we're writing a book together. Like yeah. so amazing. But now it's done and now yeah. everyone can go forking, read it and form their own opinions. And, you know, I just think it, it, it's really scary to put your so much hard work into something, mm -hmm. then put it out there for everyone to review. And it's a really a big reflection on us and that's forking scary. Yeah, but I am actually, it's so, um, I don't know, even know what the right word is, but to call, to be able to call myself an author I is like wild. I don't deserve, like, I feel I can call myself that. Is no, that enough of that, Barry. Like, <laughs> we, we got our qualifications, we've worked super hard. I mean, as well, like, we created this brand, yeah. do you know what I mean? And we had no idea where it was going to take us. But yeah. I, I, do, I feel like, you know, we did put a lot of hard work and effort into it and it's, it's paid off. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, totally. I feel like I need to replay that little snippet that you just said in my ear, like every yeah. morning when I wake up as <laughs> my like daily affirmation to get me through this. But yeah. So, you know, last year we launched the podcast and off the back of the podcast, you know, a publisher contacted us and was like, I like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you want to write a book? And, oh, do you remember when I called you? Yeah. I was like, I got the email and Barry was at work and I was like calling and calling and she wasn't answering and she texted me and was like, is everything okay? And I was like, like, leave your office. I was like, I need to FaceTime you now. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Literally. And I remember you like, you were in a corridor, sat on the stairs and I, we were on FaceTime and I, I read the email out to you and I, I think you went green. Like, <laughs> you were like, what? Like, oh my God, no. Like, you were like shaking so much. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it just, it was almost like too good to be true kind of thing. Like It was, it was because we launched the podcast in, what, October? And then in, in November. And then in December, the publishers, Maya and Maya, got in contact. And originally, yeah. we had a release date, didn't we, for 2022, because they were like, you know, I know you're both busy. And we were like, okay, cool. Like we've got ages to write it. And then we were just like, actually, no, like, let's just bang it out as soon as we possibly can. Let's put in the long nights and the sleepless weekends, which is exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And we'll get into it um, again after. But I just think actually like sitting down and just saying, I don't think I've said this to myself, but to have someone external from like a publishing company be like, you guys are onto something. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we realized what we, what, like we obviously had an intention creating Forking Wellness and yeah. trying to, you know, be the voice of relatable nutrition and yeah. breaking down stigmas and myths and, you know, everything and just showing people how they can fit in relatable wellness into their life. But mm-hmm. I don't actually think we understood like, how it was lacking in the industry as much as it was to the point where someone wanted to capitalize on it because ultimately the publishing house also wants to make money they're not going to publish a book that they think is going to flop exactly yeah so I don't think I've actually thought about it like that before but yeah I think we have created something and obviously you guys tune in every week to listen to us for you know for a certain reason which we're so incredibly thankful for um but yeah it's it's very fun yeah completely and the fact that I mean you know we're best friends and we got to write a book together and we're passionate about the same thing was just like even more special I know it's gonna link us forever I know we're like bound together forever (laughs) there's no escaping now um yeah so originally we actually wanted to call the book what the fork is wellness um and then you know, the subtitle is like your no-nonsense guide to health and nutrition, but um, they didn't approve that, or they they approved it in America, but the UK industry um, didn't really like it. I thought it was the other way around, to be honest. Oh, no, I think it was that way around. Oh, was was it? That makes more sense, to be fair. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's not very polite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that does make more sense. Um, But yeah, so we just went with the the OG... (laughs) podcast name and titled it Forking Wellness. Yeah. Um, which I guess like is very strong branding for us. So, yeah, it makes sense. For it sure. does make sense. Um, okay. So cool. So what the fork did we actually write about? Okay. So, I mean, we wrote it. So the first draft of the manuscript had to be in by end of March. So, I mean, that is a very short period of time to write a book, right? Three yeah. months. Um, and yeah so me and Barry were very organized (laughs) and we had a schedule as to who was writing what and when and we planned that we would reread each other's chapters so that kind of the book flowed nicely and we we both we just had to be super organized didn't we and my way of working is I like to have at least like a day and a half off on the weekend so like I usually work like Saturday morning um and then I, I like to take the whole of Sunday off but Barry obviously works full-time and you preferred weekends and I would work from maybe like six in the evening when I finished Sophie's healthy kitchen stuff and then I wouldn't go to bed till like whenever whether that was like 9 10 11 midnight like I just wanted to bang it out in the evenings whilst I was in like work mode yeah yeah it was it was I was really like scared I remember before we signed the contract and I was like how the hell am I going to do this like it was also a really busy time in my like nine to five job we were going mm-hmm. through this big rebrand where oh I was God, you know yeah. up at five oh in the morning God, I and... totally forgot do you know what I honestly like how many questions how many times did we question our sanity whilst writing that book I yeah we were delirious no, I was not okay <laughs> um but like we were going through this big rebrand and one of my roles at the mo- at the time was to um change I'll never forget this it's literally traumatizing change all the social social media handles um 
but we had to do it in like a split second. So like mm-hmm. literally I think to, like, I will craft up. a new username. Yeah. So I had like secured them a few weeks in advance, but then there's yeah. like a gap between like a when transition you let... time. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the most hectic thing in the world. And I was like waking up at like two in the morning. Then every hour I would set an alarm just to make sure that I could secure it because it wasn't available. And I would do this for like two nights um, because it still wasn't available. And I was checking every hour. And so I was going through this. Did you just sleep in the living room at one point? Yeah. Because it was waking Mark up. (laughs) It was ridiculous. And then we, we reshot all the recipes in our recipe book for work. Um, and those were like crazy hours anyway. So I was like, how the hell am I actually going to feasibly write a book? And I don't know how we did it. Like truly it was, I would work nine to five or not even nine to five, like seven to seven mm-hmm. on the weekdays. And then weekends, I would just, I had no social life in those three mm-hmm. months, which is crazy. Cause then we went into lockdown the moment the book was like done. Essentially. It we, in. Was, yeah. we were still doing edits and, you know, there was still stuff that we were doing every weekend, but essentially like I gave up the first three months of 2020 to write this book because I would set myself a word count of like 2,500 words each weekend. Mm-hmm. And then we went into lockdown. So it, it was so just such just a weird... So we've just had like no social life this year, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a really, really weird year. But even though the year has been so weird, like the good thing to come out of it is that like we wrote a forking book. For sure. Yes. So um, I remember we went to brunch and we like set out all the chapters that we wanted to cover. Yeah. And then we like divvied it up between like this is your strong suit or this is mm-hmm. my strong suit or I'm really interested in this I rather do this yeah. um, and that was kind of how we we separated the chapters yeah and I think like we nailed it in terms of because like there are some parts of the book where Barry was just so much better suited to writing and then vice versa and I vice think. versa yeah mm-hmm. so there's um I mean, I guess maybe we can, we have the books in front of us. We can't show you the covers just yet. Yeah, but but, I mean, the thing that I'm genuinely so passionate about this, and I truly believe it, this book is going to help so many people. Yeah, Like, I really, really do. Like, we just cover so much stuff that you don't find in, uh, like, normal, in quotations, nutrition books. Like, you know, even things like, just, like, black and white thinking around food and habit forming and how to create a meal plan and how to get confident in the kitchen eating on a budget but then also trying to eat for fun and for health like just I think we just covered so much yeah we did and I think when we first set out to this we were always like okay well what other nutrition books are out there already and how are we a bit different and I think we kind of take this more of you know a more holistic approach and you know it's not a book for cardiovascular health it's not a book Mm -hmm. for digestive health it's not a book for you know this that and the other it is truly a book that kind of breaks down all it does break down the science like you will learn a lot yeah it's very science-based but I mean, it our gives reference you pages are a joke uh, I can't PTSD um but it gives you kind of all the the information and tools that you need to really define what your wellness journey looks like or what wellness means to you because I think at the end of the day we're all so unique and you and I also have super different versions I know, of wellness that's what made it so interesting but I feel like even though our versions of wellness and health are so different I feel like this book is rooted in what we both believe in mm-hmm. exactly 
yeah, we obviously didn't write anything that we don't believe in, but it covers so much. I mean, I can like skim the chapters, um, but obviously we go into like nutrition basics, like for anyone who is not. I think that, yeah, I was going to say, I think that part is even just so helpful because some people like get so confused by like macronutrients and micronutrients and what they are and how much we need of them and mm-hmm. just things like that. So we do have a chapter on just the nutrition basics that um you know you can skip if you're clued up but yeah it's and we wrote that in the book as well where like yeah. if, if you come from a place already of nutrition education and you like read the chapter like obviously we want you to read it back to front but like if you need to pick and choose and you know refer to chapters when you need them that's fine like skip to what mm-hmm. you need if you don't need that kind of like breakdown of like what protein is and what carbs that's fine skip to the next section um it's called breaking down the science and we kind of go through why nutrition is so confusing so why are there so much conflicting information out there um we kind of break down why diets don't work and we kind of even go through each individual diet and kind of like break it down like what are the pros Mm -hmm. what are the cons what can we take away yeah, because there's a reason why they've become popular and people believe exactly. in them and try them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah but the, I think the next kind of chapter is one of my favorites, which is finding balance. And I feel like everyone is trying to find that balance between eating for health as well as eating for enjoyment. And that's something we really break down as well. Um, we also touch on orthorexia, um, which is that kind of clean eating. Um, I hate the word obsession, but yeah, yeah, we did a, (laughs) yeah, we did an episode on it, but obviously, um, the book will cover a lot more, you know, science and studies and things like that. So if you like that, definitely recommend getting the book so you can read that chapter. (laughs) Um, and then you did a fantastic job in the next section, which is all about lifestyle factors. So things like sleep and stress and hydration and, you know, your mood and things like that, which I think, is like just having that kind of thinking combined with the science is Mm. so important yeah and as well it's not just nutrition we really do try and factor in the whole picture because you know sleep and stress can affect your eating behaviors and the way in which you digest food yeah Exactly. I'm literally just skimming these and so many, actually so many of the topics here, we've already done podcasts on. So if you are a fan of the working on this podcast and mm. you like the episodes, like we go into it a bit different in the book, but things like um, uh, mindful eating, binge eating, willpower. Yeah. And it really does break down and give you the tools that you need to actually make some really positive changes in a non-overwhelming way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, I think, I think you said this before, I feel like I'm stealing your words, but like, if you can just take one thing away from the book to implement, mm-hmm. to help you make like a positive change, like that's all we want. Like you don't have yeah. to go and change everything overnight, but just one thing that you can do tomorrow that's going to make you feel better. For sure. I love actually as well that we have a whole chapter on how to get confident in the kitchen, because I feel like we've had so many podcast episode requests for that it's so difficult Mm -hmm. to do over a podcast it's so much easier when you've got it down in a book so anyone who's been requesting that this book is definitely for you because we get we break down so much um from you know fussy eaters leftovers how to make a meal plan kitchen staples all of that stuff 
I'm actually yeah. also really excited that the book has a conversion chart. I know. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. So we'll go into this, but like the recipe development was actually quite like kind of tricky it was, because it was, yeah. I do everything in cups and well, so tablespoons. You don't so use do like grams? No, never. But so weird, but you're typical that's not the UK norm. people do. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So yeah, we had to convert and it was really difficult for some of the ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a standard. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, why is it just this many cups equals this many grams? Well, it doesn't because it's, you know, cups is a measure of volume and mm-hmm. then grams is a measure of weight. So not everything has the same um, measurement. So it was quite confusing. But if you are someone who flicks between, you know, UK and US recipes, just buy the book for the conversion chart. It's so helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But I mean, not to brag, how bloody good are the recipes? Yeah, they are. Okay, let's, I'm not, we won't go through all of them, but like, what's your favorite? Okay, um, or we need to do like favorite sweet and favorite savory, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, um, we'll start with the breakfast first. chapter. Sorry, we have like, I feel like through my microphone, these microphones are very good. I feel like it's going to pick up all my turning like of the, the page pages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite breakfast might be. Oh, I know what mine is. God. You know what? I'm like a sucker for good american pancakes um yeah i just feel like fluffy american pancakes with yeah chocolate chips mine is the chai spiced breakfast quinoa yum i loved how that came out yeah that was one of your recipes i feel like also like if you follow both of us you'll be able to tell whose recipes are 100 percent. they're they're very indicative of which is the best part like they're they're so authentic to us um yeah which i love it's not like we we created any recipes that we wouldn't make ourselves like they're either like very much recipes that you would eat very much recipes i would eat or a combination Mm -hmm. of the two yeah okay what's your favorite lunch recipe Actually, I'm so excited that we actually have a lunch section. So we did a whole yeah, so lunch we, box. Yeah, so we did a whole lunch box section, yeah. Which I think, um, I don't know, I hear all the time, it's the one thing people struggle with so much and I completely get it. It's like, what the, What do you want to bring for lunch? It's, it's difficult because not everyone has a fridge, not everyone has a microwave, not everyone, you know, wants a super messy lunch. So we definitely mm-hmm. provide a wide variety. Um, what's yours? Um, I mean, I love the pizza bagels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one too. Okay, I'm at a tie between the lentil and butternut squash salad and the Frika Caprese salad. I knew, I've literally got my, I'm open on that page. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's just such a me dish, isn't it? So you, yeah. Give okay. me some good mozzarella cheese and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner recipes. I love all them all, you know. It's so difficult to choose. Isn't it? Um, okay, I have mine. Okay, I see. What's yours? Have... You oh, go first. It's so hard. Uh, maybe, I don't know, the miso salmon. Yeah, I feel like that's classic Sophie. Yeah, I just had to say it because it is classic me. 
And then I think mine is the pesto veggie chickpea and halloumi tray bake. Mm, So good. So good. I I love a tray bake. We had a bloody feast on the days that we shot all of this. Yeah, we did, didn't we? It was so good. It was weird because like there wasn't actually that much left over. Yeah. Like we shot at my parents' house and I feel like everyone was just so keen to like shotgun every dish. (laughs) All the food. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah the boys were with us for the second day as well so I feel like they were oh yeah of course yeah nibbling and things um but yeah and then desserts of uh, desserts oh sure I feel like we be... I don't know I, oh, wait, no. I feel like our two are gonna be the same two though. yeah okay wait should we go one two three and say which one first the first one that comes in the book yeah yeah okay three two one Brown butter cookies. Brown butter cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one, trail, trail mix, mix bark. bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I was like, I cannot express how good these recipes are. They were crack. I remember when we made the they cookies, were. we like had to ration them because everyone wanted one. But like, you, yeah. there's only so many. And I remember, I I remember coming home that night and telling Mark, the cookies are amazing. And he's like, Well, did you bring me one? And I was like no there were literally like no chance you were getting one because even if I brought it on the train I would have eaten it (laughs) like no chance they were just better than Millie's cookies if anyone knows what Millie's cookies are yeah that's what you kept saying during the day I was like I wish I knew Millie oh my god like they're just the best cookies in the world and the fact that we actually made something better was just like winning winning okay Um, um so shall we maybe just read a snippet of each of our like not favorite chapters but just something that we we think or we enjoyed writing ourselves or yeah or that we think is going to be like a really helpful segment of the book for a lot of people yeah okay you go okay so I wrote one of the chapters on kind of like diet trends throughout the decades just to kind of show um the varying diets I feel like you were so excited about that chapter, but at the same time, it actually like traumatizes you to look back on it because it took you so long to do. Yeah, it was a lot of research. There was a lot, a lot of research in this chapter. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to read, read a bit of it. There was like, yeah, anyways, bear with me. I hope I don't stumble over my words. Um, So, okay, I'll start the second paragraph. Um, we must admit that throughout the years, diet trends have become more scientifically based, but that doesn't mean they're evidence-based. It simply means the recommendations have gained some level of scientific or medical consciousness, or you may wish to view this the other way. Early diets were absolutely ludicrous and made no logical or scientific sense. Let's start with the 1925 cigarette diet. Really? The Lucky Strike Cigarette Company launched a campaign capitalizing on tobacco's appetite-suppressing quality. Its reach for a lucky instead of a sweet slogan urged consumers to smoke cigarettes to help shed the pounds. That sounds like a safe idea. (laughs) But instead of relying on other products, maybe you can pray the pounds away, thought Reverend Reverend Charlie Shedd. In 1957, this reverend published a book, Pray Your Pet. Pray Your Weight Away, in which he documented his weight loss journey of more than 100 pounds, which he attributed to his newfound self-discipline bestowed upon him as a result of prayer. And some people think meditation is a bit woo-woo. Should I read the next one? Just real quick. 
Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, or how about the 1970s Sleeping Beauty diet, which encouraged individuals to simply go to sleep to avoid eating? The initial popularity of this diet coincided with the rise of sleeping pills, which meant people, mostly women, opted to use prescription drugs for the unintended purpose of weight loss. Although a good night's sleep has been linked to positive outcomes in terms of overall health and weight maintenance, a topic we'll later discuss, this wasn't the intention of the proponents. Instead, their message was interpreted as, if you want to lose weight, don't eat. And you can't eat if you're sleeping. So if you feel hungry, pop a sleeping pill instead and you'll wake up feeling lighter. Ugh. So, well, uh, yeah, literally, ugh. <laughs> I literally wrote that in the book. Ugh. <laughs> I know. We were very, um, I feel like you actually feel like we're talking throughout the book because the way in which we communicate is very much how we communicate on the podcast. Yeah, which, exactly. We just, it's, the book is essentially an extension of the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. So, The section I'm about to read from is called Let's Be Real. And that is exactly what this section is. It's like us getting real with you. No kind of like nonsense or like fanning around certain topics. Like we just get straight to the point and let you know that, you know, this is the evidence. This is what you can do. I just think it's such a helpful chapter, to be honest. Yeah, Um, same. um, But anyway, so I'll read the first little paragraph of this um which is talking about set point and we have spoken about this before but again the book just goes into so much detail because it's so difficult to just explain even in one podcast what set point actually is because people have so many questions around it Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll just read this little uh starting paragraph so if you're someone who's been yo-yo dieting for most of your life you may be at the point where you're questioning if something is wrong with you and wondering why despite the restrictive lifestyle you're not reaching or maintaining your weight loss goal in this chapter we aim to help you better understand the body and how it reacts when you restrict food intake i'm going to leave it there because if i go on to the next then i could just read the whole thing um i know have you actually have you sat down to read it yeah yeah I think I already read it back to front oh yeah I I think I've read it three times okay I think the first day I got it I just walked around the flat holding it all day and then would just like tell Mark I did this thing I'm so fucking annoying I would like tell him to open to a random page or I'd like do it in front of him (laughs) and I'm like tell me when to stop and then he'll be like stop and I like would read him whatever paragraph like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we played oh, this game so for like cute. an hour. I was just I'm so passionate about our crowd. Yeah, you know exactly. what I also love about the book is we have like these little say if like you're in a rush or you want to like flag or like conclude what the page or chapter's about. We've done like these nice little conclusion boxes or like top tip boxes throughout. So if you want to like I have this thing in my head that like people will like fold down a page and be like this one was super helpful and you can just like (laughs) flick back to it and read the little helpful like boxes that we've got on the page yeah they're they're just like summary boxes um or just like chart uh yeah but yeah the boxes are super helpful um because they kind of just like consolidate everything if you're just like looking for like a little summary or like a takeaway message Mm -hmm. and we actually have a whole chart as well um, which documents which foods are in season in what month, which I love. Yeah, same. Actually, I was looking at that the other day because um, I wanted to see the fruits that were coming in season for October or the end yeah. of September, October. Um, Autumn food is my fave. 
I know. I feel like actually I'm kind of ready to transition to. I'm ready you know, as well. And fall. I never think I am because I always want to hold on to summer forever. But I actually really like autumn, but I just, I don't want to go into winter, but I'm cool with autumn. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with autumn too. But winter does mean our book is coming out. So um, you guys That's can true. go in, you can pre-order it now, um, but I believe it'll be out mid-January. And in the US, it might be out before the New Year's. Yeah, US is December and UK is January. Um, but you can pre-order it now, which is very exciting on Amazon. And I believe the American link is Barnes and Amazon Noble. as well. Correct? Oh, it's Amazon as well. Both. Yeah. So it's Barnes and Noble and Amazon, but we can't see it from our Amazon. That's why I was... I couldn't find it because it's like Amazon.com versus Amazon UK. UK. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So both are on Amazon. And then in the UK, it's Amazon and I believe WH Smith. Um, Definitely Waterstones. Waterstones. That's what I meant. Yeah. I always get them confused. Waterstones. I (laughs) I know. I know. It's also new to us though. Um, But yeah, we will put all the links in regards to where you can pre-order it in the show notes um please 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 share with your friends your family um you know it's a great gift um we I mean obviously we're biased because we wrote the book but I I honestly believe it's it's really is what a lot of people need because like I said there's so much accessible information in it I just feel like this is like the ultimate health and nutrition handbook yeah I do feel like it's kind of like the last one you ever need to read yeah Agreed. Unless we yeah. have some like groundbreaking research of something else. Yeah, or unless we come out with a second, then then you'll yeah, have that's to get very that true. One. Yeah, <laughs> then you'll have to get that one as well. But I do feel like it kind of just like sums everything up, and it gives you kind of all the information that you've been looking for to define your your health and your wellness journey. Um, there's something else I wanted to talk about on the podcast before we shoot off was imposter syndrome writing yeah. this. Yeah, are you, and we are you actually experiencing this? One, I think I've experienced it throughout like my career, which is pretty sad to be honest. Same, um, actually. Yeah, but I always, I think it's because I thought I would get to this point where I felt so expert in my field and so qualified and like I knew everything. And I know like no one knows everything, but sometimes even before like when I used to do nutrition talks before I went on I'd be like oh my god like I don't know what I'm talking about like I can't do this like who am I and then like I'd start talking and like realize that I actually knew what I was talking about yeah (laughs) and I'd be like why was I worried but I just have this constant like I don't know like are you good enough for this yet which is so sad like if someone was saying this to me I'd be like oh my god like think more of yourself yeah and it's so funny because I I keep saying like who the, who the fuck am I to write a book like that's like ridiculous to me but then I look at you and I'm like of course you wrote a book but for Aww. some reason I can't like <laughs> I can't see it for myself which is so weird and we were saying like we do want to get an expert on to talk about imposter syndrome because I think yeah. everyone experiences it um, at some point in their life but I will quickly just like read this um from google literally i think it's from wikipedia on imposter syndrome because i i bet everyone listening can totally resonate to this Mm -hmm. or it resonates with it so it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments or talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud despite external evidence of their competence 
those experience this phenomenon remain convinced that they are fraud and do not deserve all they have achieved. Individuals with imposter syndrome incorrectly attribute their success to luck or interpret it as a result of deceiving others into thinking they are more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. I like couldn't relate to that more. Like I'm always just like, oh, it was very good luck that we put this out and, you know, someone listened and, you know, or it's just luck that I've ended up where I am today. But like, in reality, I've worked fucking hard for it. So yeah, we've literally worked so hard. And I know like, and I think that's the fear is that you feel like people are looking at you like, oh, they have it so easy. Do you know what I mean? Like they were so lucky to get that opportunity. And yeah, like to a degree, we were lucky that someone Mm. approached us to write this book. Um, but at the same time, like it was off the back of us working really, really hard. Like we do this podcast on the weekends, like we work our weekends for Forking Wellness. That's not part you know, we're doing our own thing in the week. Barry has a full-time job working for another company. I'm running my own mm-hmm. business and Forking Wellness is something we're really passionate about. So we use our free time to, you know, make sure we can keep it alive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is a lot of work, um, but we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. And exactly. obviously it's, it's a funny thing because like, I love what we do, but it's also like a way for us to like hang out and talk. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like... Because like particularly running my own nutrition business, like I do, I do it on my own. So to feel like yeah. I have someone else in the industry who's like an ally, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely try and organize a, uh, like a psychologist or someone to come on and talk about imposter syndrome because I think we both need to hear it for our mental health. But yeah. I think that you know, Others I think everyone, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, um, yeah, I don't feel as sick now as I did in the beginning. Same. Actually. It's been like really nice to talk about it. Um, but I do like we just want to express how incredibly grateful we are for everyone who is a part of this community who follows us both on our personal pages and on the Forking Wellness page. Like I genuinely can't express enough. Like it's it's down to you guys, like the fact yeah. that we have been given this opportunity. So thank it's you so for listening true. and continuing to follow us. Yes, thank you so much. We honestly we wouldn't be given this opportunity if we if no one tuned in. So yeah. thank you so much. Oscar scratching his leg sorry I feel like he just ruined the moment that was a cute moment though um but anyways please 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 go pre-order it would mean the absolute world to us it would mean Um, everything and we genuinely you know we wouldn't be persuading people to buy this book if we didn't genuinely believe it was gonna be the most regular sorry regular what's the word I was looking for like precious book on your bookshelf Yes. Why did I say regular? <laughs> it's the most regular basic book ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was like thinking of a really fancy word that began with R and then it just didn't come out. It just disappeared. Well, let us know if it comes back to you. Um, but yeah, so please just go pre-order. We'll put all the different links for the UK and um, the US and hopefully it'll be available in other countries soon if you're listening from Australia, France, etc. Um, and yeah, please go follow the Forking Wellness podcast and rate, review, subscribe. I don't know what else to say. I'm literally Yay. could cry right now. <laughs> Yay to Forking um, Wellness. And thank you everyone so much. Um, yeah, share with your friends, buy the book. 
and see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.